host of the Prudent Money Radio Show, heard daily on Bible School Radio, 91.3 KDKR, Decatur, Dallas, Fort Worth, and on 91.3 KYJC Commerce. Portions of KDKR programming do not necessarily reflect the views of this station, its management, or staff. Prudent Money with Bob Brooks is sponsored by the Prudent Money Foundation on 91.3. Well, what is risk? Today we're going to take a look. Stay tuned for Prudent Money. Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. Listen, if you have a question, I want to make sure that you know about the resources at Prudent Money. There's a couple of ways to get your question answered. The first one would go through email, which we've been doing that for a long, long time, taking your questions through the Ask Bob section of the website and getting you an answer to whatever uh, you were asking. Now, there's some situations that uh, involve a lot more, a little bit more question and answer, and so the email is not a great, a great medium for that. But a phone call is, and I've uh, arranged for different times during the week to, uh, to have open on my calendar, which you have access to for a phone call, and uh, just sign up for a time, and we'll get you make sure that all works out. And uh, we'll have 15, 20 minutes to talk a little bit about whatever you need to talk about. Now, know something that this does not mean that you owe a dime to Prudent Money. This is a free resource. It's just something that, uh, that I put together. I'm very excited about doing it just because I feel like there's just no place to go. There's no place to ask questions. And I want to make sure that that is taken care of for you. So it's all a part of what I'm doing here with Prudent Money and uh, just uh, happy to serve you and do whatever I can to make sure that those questions are answered. So that's off the website, www.prudentmoney.com. Well, today we're going to continue our, our discussion from uh, Tuesday. Yeah, I guess it was Tuesday about really what's going on, the risk that this presents to the stock market, and think about this for a second. Make sure, you know, at the risk of sounding like uh, Captain Obvious, I want to I say this. Make the connection when I talk about this because there's the, the risk of the stock market translates to the risk in investments, translates to the risk that you're taking, translates to either setting you back or propelling you forward when it comes to retirement. So when I talk about the the risk in the stock market, we're talking about the risk that you may or may not be taking and why it's why it's important. You know, it's interesting the the market is is trying has really not looked that great the first half of January. And now market's trying to make a, a little bit of a comeback, probably the best about the best day that we've had this year, which is only about uh, you know 18 days old, this year, hard, kind of hard to even say that. But the S&P 500, the Nasdaq, and the Dow were all up today, 
And uh, a couple things that traders look at, I, I certainly do hope that they don't look at it seriously because I don't think it's a serious way to, ma to monitor risk. But it's got quite a, uh, a track record. It's called the January effect. And it looks at what happened the first five days of the year. And then it looks at uh, if, if, if the market didn't do well, then the chances are 83% or 75% is the chance that January will be negative. Investors will lose money. If it's in an election year, that jumps up to 83% of the time investors will lose money if the first five days are negative on uh, the first of the year. I don't know if it means anything, but uh, just kind of interesting, I guess. 83% of the time, though, not uh, that that's uh, that's something else. So just as a refresher, I want to talk a little bit about the risk that most people are looking at and discussing and have at the forefront of their, their minds. What, what's really interesting is I, I talk to a lot of people during the week, and I've, I've heard more concern in, uh, about what's, where the, the economy is going, more concern about where we end up by the end of the year, the elections, you name it. And I, I take that as an observation I'm always, I always like to observe what I'm seeing in the markets, observe what I'm seeing in, in investor behavior, consumer behavior, and try to draw conclusions from that. But I look at it this way. Interest rates are the biggest issue that we face, and it's very simple that the Federal Reserve Board cannot, even though that they say that they will, they're, they're at, in my opinion, my humblest opinion, that they are going to open a Pandora's box if they start lowering interest rates. What's going to happen is it's going to reignite everything that happened before the stock market bubble hit, before the bear market hit in January 22. At least that's my opinion. Inflation, always still a risk. Once again, though, I don't believe that we're going to see an increase inflation higher than the highest point's been. I just think that we've got this period of inflation just kind of hanging around us. And it, it's a situation where people and consum I mean, consumers are doing the best they can to hold everything together. So far, so good, and how long can they go? I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to. Geopol geopolitical concerns, obviously war, and you may think, oh, Bob, you're really going pretty far there. Hey, listen, if other countries start getting involved in the uh, situations we've got on a geopolitical basis, that is definitely something we need to be watching. Then there's the uh, potential of a recession, if you look at uh, most government uh, reports, this is not even in the cards, and uh, we'll, we'll see. But there's a long list of indicators with an incredible track record of predicting a recession, and they're still doing it. But, uh, you know, if we don't have one in 2024, then 
there's a lot of misinformation about these indicators. Somebody needs to get that checked. Okay, the stock market has basically gone in a round trip between 2022 and 2024. So, you know, went through a bear market in 22, did a recovery in 23. Not much. Uh, only one observation that I do have about the stock market, there's just uh, not enough information to really come to a conclusion. Uh, it can be one or two things, but I'll, I'll even push that off to the side for now. Just one observation. If this is a true rebound from a bear market that hit a low in October of 22 and has gone up since then, it is one of the weakest and uncharacter. I mean, uh, just not even, doesn't look like a, a, a bull market that's rebounding out of a bear market. I'll put it to you that way. I think it's worth noting. Then there is the presidential election. I wouldn't even touch that one if you paid me to. Uh, it would be pure speculation as to, I told somebody today, I said, I think we're going to be sitting here a year from now going, boy, I didn't see that coming. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, maybe things go smooth. You know, it, it, it's, you, can, you can debate, argue, whatever you want to, draw your own opinions, and only time will tell us out of that, out of that, that uh, list of risk, what was important, what was not important. But here is what's important. It's not the fact that we could have a recession. It's not the fact that uh, inflation could build. It is what the market thinks about the risk. That's, that is really where the answers lie. And... You know, I'll give several different, several different examples. I think the the best, the best example is COVID. You remember back in 2020, when in January of 2020. In fact, it was interesting because we I did a workshop in 2020, and I added a pandemic to the list of things we have to keep on our radar just because everybody started talking about it. I didn't really, I didn't, I thought it was worth noting because people were talking about it in bigger numbers and talking about it in uh, terms I thought it made sense to, to pay attention, but I just happened to add it to that list. Little did we know that that was going to be the risk, but did the, the market really respond to it? And this is, this is such a lesson of a, a textbook lesson of, of, of how the market works. And, uh, you know, we talk about, about the situation of, of um, interpreting the market so that we can, so we can come to a conclusion on risk, so we can come to a conclusion on the best way to invest money that God has blessed us with, God has given us. And has uh, provided, and you'll always say this, managing for risk is, in my opinion, is a stewardship issue. But in, two th but in 2020, when COVID hit, the markets were faced with unbelievable, you know, a shutdown in, 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 uh, in the 
in in the country to where you know everybody's malls were closed it was just a weird time i don't know if you even think back to that time i did for once in a while and it was just a very strange time but the market and the way the market interpreted this was like i said something that we really need to pay attention to and and uh, we'll talk about that on the other side this is bob brooks up against a break stick around i'll be right back Dynamic, practical, life-changing. There's no point in going to church and not letting the Christ who gave birth to the church on the day of Pentecost change your life. Join us each day as Pastor Paul Shepard applies the timeless truth of Scripture to everyday life. It's Destined for Victory on this great station. Weekday afternoons at 3.30 here on Bible School Radio, KDKR. In 1 Corinthians, Paul reminds us to run the race of life to win the prize. Join me, Dr. Erwin Lutzer, for Running to Win. Be strengthened to finish your race with confidence. Weekday mornings at 8 o'clock here on KDKR. Dr. Charles Stanley. If you look around you and see that you're doing better than other folks, I want to tell you that's no criteria of what you have the capacity to do once you begin to win in the spiritual life. It is what God has set is His goal in your life. The teaching of Dr. Charles Stanley on In Touch, helping you grow in Christ every day. In Touch, weekdays at 1230, here on KDKR. Welcome back. This is Bob Brooks, and you are listening to the Prudent Money Radio Show. Thank you so much for joining me today. You know I do appreciate it. i got a resource for you if you got a question for me. A couple of different ways to answer that question. Go to the website, prudentmoney.com. It all starts there. And go to the Ask Bob section, send an email in. I'll get you taken care of. That's pretty easy. We've been doing that for years. We just started a new resource that is a opportunity to uh, take a little bit further than just an email because sometimes emails don't quite do the job. And you can schedule some time with me on, on a phone call and we can talk a little bit uh, deeper into what it is that you have questions about. And also I can, and uh, always available to look at risk and, and tell you what, uh, what I think about risk and how you're investing. And that can always be sent, any, any of that information, to info at prudentmoney.com. You might be, think, you might be thinking, that, does Bob really have that kind of time? I make the time to do this because I really believe that there is just not enough resources available for the consumer and the investor. And I want to change that. And so uh, that's why I make this available. So that's all at, at the website, www.prudentmoney.com. So we're talking about COVID. It was a good lesson and what spells risk? I mean, let the historians tell, uh, blame what caused the COVID drop. Obviously, they'd say COVID, <laughs> I guess. But you remember the, the market in, in February to April dropped some, something like 30-something percent. These major swings all over the place. And then, and this was amid, uh, this was amidst a time where you had, uh, I think it was negative 14% decline in the economy. 
I mean, things looked bad. Things, companies, the world was shut down. And I just remember just, it was just a, a very odd situation that we faced. What did the market do? It basically crashed. It wasn't a bear market. I don't care who calls it. There's people in CNBC who say, oh, it's a bear market. It was not a bear market. Bear markets are not that quick. And it was down, fell, bounced straight up, and went up for the rest of the year. Now, what the, the market originally, because of what happened on those couple of months with the market, the market looked at it as, as it should have, as, boy, this risk is real, it's coming down, this can be a big difference, this could spiral out of control. And then the Federal Reserve Board came to the rescue and started pumping hundreds of billions of dollars into a system that was starving for money, starving for cash. And they gave out uh, the various different uh, payments and checks, and, and uh, this was, you know, was obviously bailing people out, bailing the country out. The market, the minute the market saw that, it said, hey, this is going to be okay. We're going to make the best of it. And that is what, and yours truly included, we all missed. And so now, and you know, the thing, the thing is, let me back up a second. The thing is, you go to 2008 during the financial crisis. And I remember that time as if it were yesterday. And the one, one, uh, one event I remember is sitting at my desk, it was around noon, and, all, and, I, and I'm watching the markets, and all of a sudden the market just drops, unbelievable. Just continues to drop and drop and drop. It, it, it collapses. Never seen anything like this before. Watching it in real time. And come to find out, the whole entire, the whole entire financial system was hanging in the balance, about to crash. And then the markets, excuse me, then the Federal Reserve Board and the government did a massive, massive bailout. Now, this was brand new for the markets. What's this bailout mean? It means that the government's going to save the day. They're going to make money available, and they're going to do it now. They're going to take the pressure off. And they're to solve these problems, they're going to bail out companies. And the, the market finally, in March of 2009, hit a bottom, took back up, uh, took off. And what my theory is, is that b beyond 1929, when the Great Depression of 1929, um, excuse me, the stock market, the Great Bear Market of 1929 to 1932, which was an 86% decline in the Dow Jones Industrial Average, besides that, and then the Great Depression that followed. So d despite all of that that happened, I think the markets look at and come to three conclusions. Nothing was as bad as the, as, as the 
as the great financial crisis was, we made it through, and the government's going to bail us out. And they still think that way, I mean, especially after watching, once again, the market throw all this money at COVID. And, no, not the market, the, uh, the uh, uh, government. And that was, that, was the, that was the lesson that, and once again, I'll be the first to admit that I missed. And uh, that put enough comfort in the market to the market would continue to go up. So, you know, I, I mentioned yesterday Proverbs 22.3 and Proverbs 27.12, the same exact verse in the book of wisdom. From, and uh, I, can't, I, I just can't imagine a statement that uh, what this really says from the standpoint of, you know, God wants us to see this two times, same book, book of wisdom. Don't need a load of bricks to fall on your head. The prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. I think that we are today, and this is my own opinion, I could be wrong, been wrong before. Hey, wouldn't be the first time. I'm watching this closely, though, and I don't particularly like what I see taking place. The markets, though, if they find something that they like and they're all over it, uh, then there's your answer. But if this develops into something, all the risks that are sitting out there, it could be a tough year. For that reason, I want you to be informed and ready and thinking about a plan B strategy. The, a prudent person foresees danger. And uh, we talked about that the, the other day. I, I hope everybody's in that mode of really doing some studying and talking to your financial advisor, knowing what, what you might need to do. Now, I'm, I'm not trying to be an alarmist and I'm not, trying to, I'm not predicting anything. I'm just saying the risk level is high. I think it's high. That could change tomorrow. The risk level could come down. But today, it's been building I've been, as, I, as we watch it. That's, and then there, the part of the verse says, and takes precautions. That's where you take the necessary precautions to protect yourself. We may not need to go there. But it might be good to know exactly what you're going to do if you need to go there. Or you can be like the simpleton, or I like to say the uninformed. And the intentionally un, uninformed, I don't think anybody's, I think everybody's in, that's uninformed chooses to do that for, for a lot of different reasons. There's, there's, there's areas in all of our lives we choose to stay uninformed. That way we don't have to face reality, right? Simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. It's two parts to this verse, foresees danger and decides whether to take precautions or you can just let it happen. Once again, not saying that, that anything is going to happen. I'm just saying risk is building, and that's what we need to pay attention to. And we need to pay attention to, does that spell risk? Does that uh, mean the market is okay with it? Market's not okay with something. Can't tell what it is. But like I said, it's been, it's been very uh, sluggish here as we start out a period of time, which is typically very vibrant in the market. So, there you have it. Remember, there's always two kinds of risk. What we see 
and what we don't see. And uh, back to uh, Proverbs 22, 3, 27, 12. A wise person sees the danger. But you can't become a wise person without, and you can't foresee danger without studying, reading, learning, and observing in a lot of prayer, a whole lot of prayer. And that prayer to me is, is all about, you know, God, what, uh, lead me to, the, to, to wisdom, help me to know what to do, and really focus on that. God wants to hear those prayers. And uh, it's, it's, all, it's all about stewardship and the, uh, I think the amazing responsibility and blessing that we have to be managers over what he's blessed us with. And that is, kind of wraps it up for, for everything. So if you've got any questions, once again, you know where to go. Go to prudentmoney.com and go to the Ask Bob section. And then if you need a little bit more time, it gets a little bit more uh, detailed, you can always uh, sign up for a schedule of a phone conference. And we'll get you taken care of. This is Bob Brooks. If you got a question for me, please go to the website at prudentmoney.com and send it in because we are all out of time. Till we do meet again next time, keep the faith and have a great rest of the day. That's all the time we have for today. Questions or comments for Bob or to find out more great information like what you've just heard, visit www.prudentmoney.com. Be sure to join Bob Brooks again for the next edition of Prudent Money.